You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Well, good morning. Thank you for uh, a great welcome. Uh, It's been great to sing God's praises and just to feel that presence of the Lord here with us. And uh, this morning, I'm I'm going to take you on um, a journey. It's for, for most of the men. This is an unwanted journey because I'm talking about health. You know, you know what it's like when you go to the doctors as a man. You go in and the doctor says, "Good morning." You say, "Good morning." He says, "What can I do for you?" He says, "Well, it's a lovely day." He said, so, so ten minutes into the cot. So why did you come? Well, it was the wife. She said, "She said I should come." And then you go out with a piece of paper and then uh, you get the, the medication and you go home and say, he gave me some pills, but I'll see how I go on. I'll just leave them in the cupboard and see, see how the next few days. And then I think most men will have been there. Most wives will definitely have had that experience. Well, today we're going on a, um, a, for a spiritual health check. Now, I'm not sure. Oh, it's up there. Okay, that's all right. It's not on there. That's what that's. Don't worry about it. Okay. You see, when I came this morning, it said it'd be all on there. You'll see it all on there. So I'm looking for it and I'm thinking, hallelujah, hallelujah, you are worthy. And I'm looking for the spiritual health check, but it's, it's there. Okay. So, oh, the timer's working though, I see. Huh? 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 Good one. So it's time for a spiritual health check. Let's have a look at a summary of what we'll see. Next slide, please. Is that what I have to say? I'm used to nodding my head. Yeah. Right. We'll get there. Okay. When you go to the doctors, you go because there's something wrong. And obviously you've Googled it. And so you know what all your symptoms are. And you've been through. Obviously, the first thing is it's death. It means death. Um, but you, you, you're trying to get over that. Doctor, doctor, I'm panicking. I, I've, I've been on Google and I'm going to die. He said, well, yes, we're all going to die, but n- probably not today. So um, he goes through a, a whole list of checks to see what is wrong with you. And as you can see on the board there, we've got a whole list of things. Um, I, I like this one over here, the, uh, the reflexes one there. I like that. Um, that, that's something you don't see very often, is it? You know, the, you go in and they, they used to have a little hammer. I suppose it's, um, is it health and safety or is it, uh, it's the DBS check now. You, you're not allowed to start knocking people and that. But, but in the old days, they used to, you know, leg and all of that. You nod my head, I'll hit it. Okay. So um, let's have a look at these different health checks. He takes your pulse, he takes your blood pressure, height. How come that you're always shorter at the doctors than you? Is that happened to you as well? You go in, yeah, six foot one. No, no. And, and you wait. The scales at the doctors, they're always out, aren't they? They're always faulty. They're always heavier at the doctors. It's, I've got my big shoes on, that's what it is. And uh, ears, sorry, yeah. And, uh, and eyes, they test them all for you. And maybe your temperature as well. So let's have a look at each one. The first one is the blood test the dreaded blood test i i I went to give blood once and um only once and and they they put the if you're a bit squeamish (laughs) i hope hope nobody's gonna faint tracy is the prime candidate but um when when i went in they put the needle in and, and no blood came out 
And they, 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 they pushed it in harder and they pulled for And they said, it's not coming. So it's not coming. So you, you're too tight to let go of it, they said. Uh, I said, can I have a biscuit and a cup of tea? They said, you've not given us anything. And it said, they said, don't come again. But now when I go for a blood test, at least when I go, the doctor, the nurse can get some blood out of there. And the blood test is there to just check what's going on. It can, it can give all kinds of readings of what's going on inside the body. Now on the screen, you'll see there, um, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. God highly values blood. And he said the life of the flesh is in the blood. And in the Old Testament you see all kinds of sacrifices where blood is the means to bring us back into relationship with God. As he makes atonement, as he covers the sin and it must have been amazing to go to that kind of service and to go feeling full of sin and defilement and give your sacrifice and see that sacrifice being burnt up and that blood being painted on the altar and then the priest pronouncing that God has forgiven that sin and you walk out of that place feeling completely cleansed. The following day, you're saying... I've done it again. That sin has happened again. Oh, I'm going to have to make a new sacrifice. I'm going to have to go back again. When is it all going to end, people would say. When, when will we not have to keep making these sacrifices? And God said, the day is coming. The day is coming when one great sacrifice will be made. When one who is perfect has his blood shed. And that perfect shedding of blood will take away the need for sacrifice and will make atonement once and forever for all who put their faith and trust in him. The other verse on the board says, Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. That's fairly clear, isn't it? It's fairly straightforward. If you have the Son, you have life. If you do not have the Son, you do not have life. You're in one of two camps. You either have life or you don't have life. You've either got the blood of Jesus Christ giving you life or you haven't. And today I want to take that blood test as the very first test of our spiritual health check and said, you know, have you got the blood of Christ giving you life? The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. You don't have to stay in your guilt. You don't have to stay in your shame. You don't have to stay in your sin. You can go and plead with God the blood of Jesus Christ, his son. And he says, I'll wash you clean and give you life in all of its fullness. And it's as if you have a spiritual blood transfusion. The blood of Christ flows through you. And you feel that wholeness and that forgiveness. Not just for now, but for eternity. I wonder if you've had a blood test recently. If you've checked, am I 
Am I in Christ? Has his blood that was shed on the cross been applied to my life? Or am I still trusting in myself? Still thinking I can do it. Still thinking I know I've got a problem but I'm going to solve it my way. Let's go to our next test. The dreaded thermometer. And the doctor comes out. They're, they're big, they're thermometers aren't they? When you go into the doctors, they've always got a huge thermometer. It's like needles, they've all got a huge needle. So let's just take your temperature. I wonder if you've taken your spiritual temperature recently. If you've checked, what are you like? You see, with your temperature, when they, when they put that thermometer in, they're looking for a reading. They're looking for a normal reading. If it's too high, they say, oh, you're very hot. And if it's too cold, they say, Phew. with this, either my thermometer's broke or you're dead. You know? And they get another one out. So let's try this one and see. They're looking for a reading. Are you hot? Are you cold? Or are you somewhere in between? Tracy said this morning the shower was really lovely and hot. And, and that's, how, that's how you like it, isn't it? You like to get in the shower. Oh, it's just, just how I like it. If it's, if it's cold, you get in here. <laughs> Don't like this. And if it's kind of lukewarm, oh, well, I can do everything I need to do, but it just didn't refresh me. It didn't revive me. It didn't make me feel clean and ready for the day. There's a, a few verses there from Revelation. It says, I know your deeds. You were neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Good opportunity to reach for my water there, isn't it? And you can see from the condensation, it's cold. Somebody's thought about it and said, you know, if the speaker needs water, it needs to be cold. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's warming up though slowly. So by the end of the by the end of the sermon in another forty minutes, it's going to be loop. <laughs> so, are you spiritually cold, lukewarm, or hot? How do you take your spiritual temperature? Well, I, I'd like to say if you if you were cold. You're not really interested in the things of God. Do you read his word? You know, we've sung a lot about God and his character and his nature this morning. And we said, be high and lifted up. And we said, Lord, come and meet us in our need. Lord, come and fix us when we're broken. And he said, you know, I've written you a prescription. And, and here is the prescription. It's a weighty prescription. Because it, it deals with all of your needs and all that you need for life and godliness. And, and, and in there is just what you need right now. But you have to be reading it. You have to be going through it. You have to be in the Word. It's amazing. If you're reading the Bible every day and you've got a Bible reading program. And by that I don't mean it has to be electronic. I mean you are working your way through the whole of the Bible. God is able to move in that point where you're reading the scriptures and say, this is what you need to hear today. I don't know how many times that has happened to you. I know it's happened to me many times when you read the Bible in your daily program and you go, wow, look at that verse. 
That's just for my particular need right now. It might be a great deep spiritual need and you're feeling down and you need to be lifted up. It might be that you're on the mountaintop and you need to make sense of what God is saying to you right there and then. But as you read the word, you hear God speaking. If you are spiritually cold, a good indication is that you're not reading the word. That the Bible has no interest for you. And if you just read over the word and you don't pause and meditate and dwell upon that word, perhaps you're going cold. If you're lukewarm, really you go through the motions. You know, you, you get yourself to the meeting. Get yourself there with, you know, the church's meeting. Tyler said with the family of God, he said, we're going to meet our family. And some people say, I don't like my family. Do you know my fa oh, families? Families are great, aren't they? They're good at a distance like this. <laughs> families, oh, they're our greatest joy and our biggest nightmare sometimes, aren't they? And, and sometimes we can say, you know, well, I know it's Sunday, I've got to go. I've got to get there. And I drag myself there. And I get myself in. And I look and I say, somebody's sitting in my place. You know, I usually sit there, sit, I'm, I'm going to have to sit on the other side today. I'm going to have to sit further back or <laughs> dreaded further forward. You know, some people get here early just so they can sit at the back. <laughs> Lukewarm, you just go through the motions. You get yourself there, you get involved a little bit, but you're not really that interested. Yes, you'll say yes. You'll say yes, and Tyler will come along and say, would anybody help us with this? He say, oh, yeah, yeah, go on, I'll do it. And you do it, and you do it, and, and you go home and you moan about it, obviously, but privately. Don't put it on Facebook, will you? Yeah. You'll do your moaning in private. That's a kind of indication that you are lukewarm. That actually, if you didn't go, you would be missed. And then somebody might inquire as to how you are. And that just, oh, you just don't want to, you don't want the hassle of that. So you keep going through the motions. If you're hot, then we, we sometimes say it, don't we? He's on fire for the Lord. And, and we love to see that, don't we? We see, we see, sometimes we see it and we tell it. Chris mentioned Soul Survivor. And when the, when the young people come back, you'll say, wow, look at them. They're on fire. They've been to Soul Survivor. Look at them. They're, they're red hot. So that's because they've been camping and they've been freezing and now, now they're warm again. So, you know, some people, when they are really filled with God's Spirit, they're filled with a longing to be in His presence. This morning we kind of felt that, didn't we? Chris came up here and he, he thought, man, he got a few funny lines. He's not going to, I don't know what his funny lines were. He got a few funny lines. He was prepared with his funny lines, but he got on the stage and he thought, uh, it's not right for funny lines. We're going to stay in his presence. That's what we need this morning. And, and that's when you begin to feel your spiritual temperature is as it should be, that you long to be in his presence. You long to meet with Jesus. And actually, the Bible, the word of God is how we meet with God. 
primarily. You see, meeting with God in a, in a general sense is, is great. And being in his presence in that kind of, you know, um, idea of meeting with him and, and feeling him is great. But you need some specifics. And that's where the Bible comes in. It gives you specifics. You know, your doctor doesn't say, well, yeah, you're pretty ill. And, um, well, you know, you, you'll probably get better. Give it a few days. And, and do you think I need any medicine? You might do. Who knows? You, you'd change your doctor, wouldn't you? You'd say, I'm not. Well, I need something clearer than that. And that's where God comes in and says, you know, did you read my word? Did you hear my voice speaking to you? Did you know what it was to meditate on me and on my presence? You know, to be so full of God and his word that you chew it over and you keep chewing it until the nutrients come out. I wonder if the Bible is so full of life for you that it's almost jumping off the page as you read it. In my Bible, I like to highlight things. Um, it's all electronic these days, so you can highlight it in different colours. And you can write little notes and everything, just like you could in paper days. You know, in all those days of paper, you could do all of that. But, but you, you can do it without spoiling it. Um, and and I, I wonder if you, you've highlighted anything recently. I wonder if you've highlighted, you could have highlighted something positive. Something was really good. You could have highlighted something negative. Where God said, get rid of that. Which is actually just as good. You know, when, you, when your doctor gives you the prescription, he says, now, I want you to make some changes in your life. So I, don't, I don't know if it's just me, but every time I go to the doctors, they say, you've got to lose a bit of weight. Every time. I know, not surprised, I can see, thank you. Um, and every time they go, I say, you've got to lose a bit of weight. But they can't give you a prescription for that, can they? You know, wouldn't it be great if you could go to the chemist next door and say, doctor says, I've got to lose a bit of weight. Could he give me some of this weight loss? miracle working drink and I'll drink that and then wow that was fantastic doesn't work like that does it let's have a look at our next test they test our heart and they do this by taking our pulse and our blood pressure see what what is flowing through how much pressure is there is it healthy as it should be? It says here in this verse, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I'm going to read that again, because that sounds pretty important. It says, Above all else, this is the very highest thing, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That's why it's called vital statistics, isn't it? You know, when they take your blood pressure they list their, and they listen to you and they take your pulse, they're seeing how healthy is your heart. Because actually, if your heart's not healthy, big problem. Big problem. If it's going too fast, it's a problem. If it's going too slow, it's a problem. They want to know, is your heart healthy? Because actually, if your heart's not healthy, everything else stops. And they're off and they're in all kinds of ways looking to what they can do to get this organ going at the right pace because then uh, everything else can wait. 
That's the most important thing. Do you know, let me, let me read um, what a commentator has put about the heart. It says, the heart in scripture refers to a person's inward moral and spiritual life including the emotions will and reason i'll just read that again the heart in scripture refers to a past a person's inward moral and spiritual life including the emotions will and reason so when this verse says above all else guard your heart it's saying just look at how what drives you look that emotional side of you what gives you a sense of purpose is your heart driven by the lord is he the one that pushes you forward day by day and as it talks about our moral our moral life as a christian we should be a person of integrity integrity simply means being the kind of person on your own that you are when you are with other people being absolutely that person that is totally reliable and people what they see is what they get very easy in a public place to be a good Christian person, but then in private, it can be much more difficult. And, and we talk about this not only in the spiritual realm, but in the public realm. We talk about our politicians and our leaders and those people who have positions of authority over us. And we want to know that their life is genuine, that they're not one thing um, in the public sphere and another thing in the private sphere and, and I suppose that's a very British thing you know actually if you go around Europe there are some countries of Europe where actually they say our private life is our own affair and we can, and literally is an affair and they can do anything they like in private but they can be something very different in public and that doesn't wash certainly in the spiritual realm you can't be one thing somewhere and something different somewhere else so uh, guard your heart. Let it be the thing that drives you, not only by the things of the Lord, but actually you are a person of genuine integrity. Our will and our emotion means that we'd be passionate for God, determined and committed. You know, we, we heard earlier about a mission trip, an opportunity to go and serve the Lord it's a short-term mission it's something you can do for a little while but if you're going to do it you've got to be determined that you're going to do it you've got to be committed they need to know now and they need to know when you say you're going you're not going to drop out at the last minute so if you've not researched Albania look it up first before you say yes and look at what I, well actually it was Albania wasn't it yeah. look at what you know what it's going to be like living in Albania because I think it's a little bit different than living in the UK. I think the facilities are not quite the same as they are in the UK. Uh, and that's the facilities in all senses of the word. So check it out. Am I committed enough? Am I driven enough? Am I passionate enough? Do I feel God prompting me and calling me to this? And am I going to carry it through 
to the end. And maybe that would be a beginning of what is the next stage that God has for me. And it talked about our reason. And our reason means actually we're able to intellectually be taught the things of God. That we stay teachable. That we're able to develop and grow and mature. And that we're able to teach others also. So perhaps today as you take your spiritual health check, you think maybe it's time I should be teaching others also. You know, I don't know how many people you've got in your worship team, but we saw a bass player up here today. I used to play the bass. Saw a bass player up here today. He's not going to be here forever. Maybe, maybe God's saying, you know, maybe God's saying, are you, are you ready? Those secret lessons you've been doing in your bedroom, air bass guitar. Maybe it's time you took it a step further and said, you know, I, I want to learn properly. I want to do it right. And I want to do it to serve the Lord, not to be a rock star. Sorry, sorry to worship up. Let's move to our next test. Our eyes and ears. I, I, have you seen the eye chart? I, I love that one. It says, doesn't it? The Bible is God's health chart for our hearts, our minds, our souls. What, what's that last one? You see, what's that? that you, need, you need some, yeah. And our spirits, yes, it's there. Um, our eyes, we need to test our eyes. Our eyes, uh, this is our vision, isn't it? This is how we see. Vision in the Bible means to see as God sees. To see as God sees. And this is a really ideal opportunity at this time of year when you're on holiday. You know, church is on holiday, isn't it? It's still church, but not as you know it. You know, people are away doing all kinds of things. Some of you have been on your holidays, some of you are going on your holidays, and so that's all you're thinking about, and I understand that. But, but actually, you get to that point where you're saying, it all starts again in September. It all kicks in. I know we, we, you know, I work in lots of schools, so I kind of work on the academic calendar. And I know September comes and bam, it hits. And all my, suddenly my diary leaps into action and boom, schools from everywhere are saying, can, you book, can I book you in for the next year till July? And all these assemblies are booked in and all these RE lessons are booked in. I've even got teachers emailing me through the holidays because teachers don't have six-week holidays. They, they're, all, they're working, you know, from the beach, I am sending you this email. So, perhaps vision is something we need to get hold of at this time of year. Saying, do I see as God sees? What is the vision for our church? Where is God leading us forward? Am I seeing his mind and his will and his understanding? Am I ready to move forward? Have I taken a spiritual eye test so that I can see the way God sees? And, and in our sort of daily lives and experiences, you see the news headlines and 
actually, they're pretty depressing, the news headlines. But actually, we, we need to see the news headlines and see how popular culture is going and see how things are moving and then check ourselves. Do I see life the way that culture and the news sees life or do I have a different perspective? Does God see life in a different way? Is God's standard different than the world's standard? Is God's perspective different than the world's perspective? And where do I fall on that spectrum? Am I closer aligned to God and his way of thinking? Or am I closer aligned to the world and their way of thinking? I need my vision to be corrected by the prescription of the word. So that I see things as God sees them. And our ears... This is when we, we talk about hearing God. This is about discernment, isn't it? It's about hearing God and perceiving the voice of the Spirit to us, especially as it is um, contained in the Word of God and as we resonate with what we read and what we hear. Say, this is, this is God's mind. This is God's heart. This is God's way forward what we expose our eyes and our ears to will have an impact on how we see and how we hear there's an old chorus it says be careful little eyes what you see I don't know if you remember that be careful little ears what you hear be careful little hands what you do actually old simple children's chorus but it's very useful for us to remind ourselves be careful what you expose your eyes and your ears to as much as it's in your control actually sometimes it's not in your control sometimes you're exposed to things you had no control over and that's when you need to come back at the end of the day to the Lord and say Lord these things these things were exposed to my life today Lord help me Get rid of those things. I don't want them to influence me. I want you to influence me. I've mentioned a few times. Our next slide just says, Does your Bible look like this? <laughs> you see, that is the prescription. If, if our Bibles look like that, there could, be, there could be two reasons. The first one is, You've not been reading it. The second one is you've gone electronic, so you're okay. You're excused if you're reading it electronically. And we know because you've got the app, and we're all friends, and so we know what you've been reading so far. I'm reading a different app just in case you're my friend. I'm a different one this year, so you won't see me on there. Let's have our next test. Our breath test. Well, you know, you know how that's going. Turn to the person next to you. And if they turn away, yeah, it's a problem. Uh, it says here, does it? Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. This is a, it's a horrible question. I don't like to hear it, and you don't like me to ask it. How is your prayer life? You see, when we go for a spiritual health check, and we come to our breathing... We want to know that our spiritual prayer life is full of vitality. 
that it's deep and meaningful. You know, when you blow into that tube, you want, and maybe it's just the men, but I think you want to blow the end out, don't you? You want the doctor to be clapping at the end of that breath, don't you? you go, when it shoots out the other end, it's like, yes! But, but very often it's like that. <coughs> I, I don't worry, I'll get to it. You see, we don't want to be asthmatic in our prayer life, do we? Faltering and halting and not able to put it together. Not able to have that sort of open relationship with God that it's working well. Pray, he says, without ceasing. We're going to move on quickly. It's gone into, it's gone into the red. I don't know if you can see that. but anyway. I hope nobody's got a bus to catch. Our height and weight. Well, we're not going to stay long on this, are we? We'll, get, we'll move along this very quickly. Um, describe your spiritual diet. See, this is, this is how we know if we're going to stay healthy spiritually. If we're eating a healthy diet. If we are taking in the nutrition that we need. A good balanced diet. You know, so what's a good balanced diet? Well, it's a bit of the Old Testament, a bit of the New Testament and a couple of Psalms in there. Maybe a proverb. You know, it's, it's the whole word of God. The whole counsel of God. I love to read through the Bible. And I like to read through the Bible every year. And I think it's a wonderful thing to do. But I also like to, to hone in on maybe a, a particular book. Uh, and maybe um, get, you know, verse, verse a day. I love, you know, my Bible reading program. It pops up a new verse every day. This is the verse of the day. And I love to read that and then share, press share on Facebook Two reasons. I want to share it with people on Facebook and I want people to know I've been reading my Bible that day. No. Um, so, good, healthy, balanced diet. You, you take in something of God all the time, every day. And uh, maybe, maybe it's time to think about what are you taking in? What are you taking in of God and His Word? Because if you don't take in, you've not much to give out. But to stay healthy and keep your weight in check, you need to give out as well. You can't just take in. If you don't give anything out, problem. Those who were here when we, when we did the walkthrough, we talked about the Sea of Galilee and the Jordan River and the Dead Sea. And the Sea of Galilee is a healthy, full of life sea because it takes in and it gives out. And there's loads of fish in there. Peter couldn't catch them one night, but then Jesus showed him how. But there's so much life in there. And the rabbis say, because this sea takes in and gives out, it's full of life. But down in the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea just takes in and just takes in and just takes in and gives nothing out. And it's dead. So in our spiritual life, our diet must be to gain the nutrition and then to let it out. And share it with the people of God and with our families and our friends and our neighbours. The vital life-giving word of the Lord. And we have to get on to our last one, the reflexes. Just because I mentioned it and I love the reflexes. And it seems to be a, an old thing. And it says here from uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and, and 10 and 11. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money 
have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance and gentleness. A couple of questions there. Are there things you should run away from? And this would be the idea of your reflexes would be, do you know, do you know that sin? When sin came into your life, there was a time when sin came, immediately you stopped everything and you repented of that sin. And you said, God, get that out of my life. I've got to run away from this. But then that sin came again. And it, it took you a little bit longer to recognize it and to repent of it. And your reflexes were slowing down. You know, we're in, we're in that, um, that age of technology where you, you, the, the remote control, it's easy to get hold of. It's always there on the chair arm. If you're the ladies, you have to get up and go across them and get it. Instantly, we can change the channel. Instantly, we can turn it over. But our reflexes, that might tell you something about your spiritual health. How long does it take to reach for the remote? and for to turn over the channel. And it might be you can look back and say, there was a day when it would go and that wouldn't be part of my life. But my reflexes have got a bit dull. So perhaps there are things today that we need to run away from. And then again, there are things that we need to pursue. We need to fill our lives with these good things. What does he say? Righteousness. Godliness. Faith. Love, endurance, and gentleness. Our final slide is just the summary that we began with. To say, I hope you've enjoyed, endured, going through a spiritual health check. And thinking, I wonder what God is saying. Which part of my life is not as healthy as it should be? Lord, help me. Take the prescription and make it right. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people, in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news, or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.